Welcome, Gas Says, to this A Chat With episode of GasCast. I'm Tom Metcalf, and I'm joined by Matthew Davis, aka Mavis, Nathan Hallett Young, and Natty Coles from the Gas Girls. Welcome all. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. All good. Uh, the girls recorded a 6-0 win against Bristol and West in their WFA Cup game at Lockley Sports Centre, a.k.a. the Stadio del Lays on Sunday. Uh, Natty, we'll start with you. Sounds like you're picking up where you left off from last season. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, but then, yeah, we, we, went, we didn't want it to be kind of coming across in that kind of way, but we knew we kind of had the upper hand against them. But after beating them, obviously, twice in the league um, previously, but... Yeah, yeah, you, you absolutely smashed it last season. We'll come on to that, definitely. Um, you've decided to stay on for another season. Um, it sounds like most of the girls could or and have played at a higher level. How come you wanted to stay, stay with the Gas Girls? Uh, personally, for me, I played in the National Premier League for pretty much my whole footballing kind of career, if you like. Um, and I'm getting on a bit now, as people like to remind me of. So for me, um, it was a case of just kind of um, dropping down and um, kind of working with Bristol Rovers to, to kind of maybe work them through the leagues and get them up there. And I guess the experience of, of being at the higher level kind of help, would help, hopefully help them out with that. Yeah, Hartcliffe born and bred, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mavis, for the listeners, uh, could you explain how your season ended and the ramifications of, the, uh, of that yeah, I mean, first of all, the girls were absolutely incredible last season. And, you know, we had a 100% record. I believe we were uh, one win away from sealing the title. Um, and then, obviously, uh, lockdown kicked in, um, which was obviously disappointing, you know, for everybody. Um, so, the, you know, the season, well, after a couple of weeks after lockdown, I received an email from the FA um, kind of declaring that the season was null and void. Uh, which was uh, a bitterly disappointing for all of us. And, you know, I'm trying to craft a, a very long message to the girls to say that, well, thanks for your efforts, but, you know, that's it. Um, was, yeah, it was quite difficult, but, you know, they've, take, they've taken it on so well. Um, and we've got the vast majority of the girls back in for this season. And the attitude that they've had uh, off the back of that decision has it, we did, Obviously, that does mean we have to uh, stay in the league that we are in. Um, uh, the Gloucester FA and the league did say that if it's an avenue for us to get promoted, they will let us know and they will look into that. Uh, but unfortunately, that uh, position wasn't available. So we do have to pretty much start again from where we were last season. But it is it is what it is. You know, I think we've got over it now and we just got to concentrate on the season ahead. Yeah, last summer when I spoke to you, you were running the open training sessions um, and I was blown away by how many girls turned up. How did this summer's sessions compare? Yeah, it was really, really successful again. I mean, we had just over 50 girls uh, come to the open sessions this summer. Um, and to be fair, it was actually more difficult because um, we had a limited amount of numbers that we needed to fill in the squad because a few girls had left for uh, you know different reasons. Um, you know, all, all, all positive, and there's no bad blood between any of the girls who have left, uh, you know, which is really important. Uh, so we needed to kind of fill those gaps, and, you know, we focused a lot on the development team because a few girls had been promoted up into the first team from there. So it was important for us to have a look at some of the younger girls that were coming in. And, you know, we were really impressed, and I, I think probably Nathan will back me up on it, but it was very tough to make some decisions, not only 
thinking goes into the first team, but development as well. So as far as I'm concerned, it was it was a brilliant success. Yeah, Nathan, um, three girls made their debut on Sunday. Um, how is you know the squad shaping up? I, I'm ignorant in, in saying this, but I don't know if there's a transfer window or if there's like a cutoff before you can register new players. It's not really a transfer window. I think it's it's it's, well, it's just more of a as of uh, things first of June. Um, all players become free agents effectively and it's it's a free-for-all and a frenzy for, for players to just sign for whatever club they want to um so obviously we we go out uh, at a different approach instead of directly uh seeking players i think we go for a better approach and we offer um and obviously through from Mary's brilliant social media to be honest uh, i think that's where we pick up a lot of our a lot of girls in terms of our open sessions and, and obviously word of mouth through some of our players as well um i think you know, we we offer open sessions um, and and players sign up from there, uh, and that's that's how, that's how they effectively come in. Obviously, three three debutants uh, on the weekend: um, Anis, Jess Fraser, uh, and Katie Davis. Um, you know, previously worked with Anis at Bristol University. Um, brilliant player, really really happy to have her on board. Uh, Jess Fraser, she's come across from uh, from Blue to us again really really good player you know, she, she really stood out in in the open sessions uh, for us and, and Katie Davis uh, Davis as, as she's now aptly known <laughs> um, so uh, yeah she was with us last year she came through uh, Premier League kicks um, so you know it's a program that the community trust run um, and uh, she was she was training alongside the first team and the development team on a Tuesday night uh, so it's 11 to 15 year olds kind of training that, that element and we picked her out from there and went I think you're a really good player. You've come on a lot. Um, and she originally has come into, into the development team um, this season. Uh, pre-season, she's, she's really done, done great. Um, uh, a few injuries have, have forced my hand in terms of bringing players in and she hasn't disappointed and she's, she's stepped up. And for a first senior game to be thrown straight into the FA Cup, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant debut, to be honest. Um, you know, it, it goes and it follows in the footsteps of, of the likes of, of Katie Rawlins, uh, Jazz Ball, Jess Lumber, who, you know, this the last season have really kind of stepped up in into that first team role um, when, when they've been called upon and, and, and come in um, as, as young players in their first season. Yeah, for for anyone who hasn't seen the girls play, how would you describe the kind of style of play that you you want to play? Uh, how long? How long you got? <laughs> no, um, I, I think the easiest way to to, to say is um, personally, I think attacking football, um, very attacking. Um, you know, personally, I take precedence through through kind of adaptive uh, playing styles. Um, I, I won't go too much into depth with it, but um, I think the whole personal side of it is I like to watch free-flowing attacking football because I think it looks better. I think it, it naturally is, is more fun to watch. I think it's more fun to play. I'm, I'm hoping that you will agree with me. But um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I've, I've been coming from a background of Western League football player myself and it's very much, you know, pin up to the big man, put it into the corners and I just, you know what, I, I just hate it. Um, and I, I'd rather watch some really nice attacking free-flowing uh, free football Um and effectively just, I, I, I always run by the one proviso and it's one thing that stuck with me when I was, when I was younger. Um, you know, my coach said to me, um, but if, if your team or if you don't have the ball, you can't win the game. Because uh, if, if you don't have the ball, um, you can't score a goal because you can't shoot. So if you don't have the ball, how are you going to win the game? Um, so 
ultimately we look at playing possessive football, keeping hold of the ball, waiting for the right opportunity, and and once we get that chance, you know, we look to, to be ruthless and take it. Um, you know, throwing some stats out to you know last season we probably majority of the games we were controlling um, in terms of possession. Um, on the weekend, you know, it works out as fifty eight percent possession of the game. You know, looking to control the game um, and and effectively take it to them. I don't want it to be a point of where we're on the back foot because I don't think we should be. I think I think we shouldn't be scared of anyone. Um, doesn't matter who we're playing, whether whether they're in our league or if they're you know WSL, whoever we're, whoever we're playing in any situation. What's the point of being scared of somebody? It's just to go to football. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, as a as a football fan, that's exactly what you want to hear. You want to watch. I'm in the same boat as you. You know, we had Ghana ball now, and we had Coughlin ball before, and I dare I say it, prefer to lose under Ghana ball than win under Coughlin ball. But you know, that's just that's a preference. It is. That's that's it. It's just it's it's more exciting, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've got a problem that very few Rovers managers have had down the years, that you're usually the favourite in games. Um, how do you prepare the girls for it? Um, quite simple, really. I think um, it's preparation, like anyone else would say. Uh, it's not a cop-out. It's literally just uh, as much preparation as we can. You know, Maeve, I, um, we, we both make sure every kind of stone is, is, is turned, really. Um, you know, Lottie coming on board as well has really helped in terms of this and same with, with Paul and Javier. Like, you know, we have every angle covered as much as we can going into into a Sunday, um, making sure the girls are prepared as, as much as we can. Um, you know, as much information we have about the, the opposition team uh, really does help. And, you know, Tuesday, Thursday training, yeah, we, we, we are focusing on how are we going to set up, what system we're going to be playing, how are we going to be able to um, kind of minimise any risk coming towards uh, towards our goal, but effectively looking at how can we can control the game and how can we you know, create the correct opportunities and and, and score goals. It's yeah, unfortunately it's, it's not much of a secret. It's, it's just a matter of just saying, do you know what? Games are going to happen where you're a favourite, or you know we're going to be seen or perceived as as a massive club because of the badge. That doesn't affect our performance. That doesn't affect you know um, where we go out and win. It's all a matter of the, the of the mind from the girls, really. It's it's they know that they've got a role to play. They know they've got big shoes to fill, um, and and a lot of people are watching and and hoping for one result or the other, depending on who they are. But effectively, it is just that point of we're not we're not focusing on kind of who we're playing. It's it's how we set up. It's how we're going to go about it and how we do certain things. It's, it doesn't matter if if they're going to be playing. Um, a certain style will shape up against it in that kind of point and it's just down to our kind of preparation and just understanding that people are gunning for us so we need to be on top form as much as we can um and and performing because the name doesn't give us a birthright to go out and win um doesn't matter if if we're bristol rovers or if we're you know joe blogs fc it's it's the same point everyone turns up to play football and it's there to win um and their kind of performance is 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 matter on what preparation they've done beforehand and how they go out on the pitch and what they do on the pitch effectively. Yeah, and on a personal level, are you more of a tracksuit manager or are you a suit man, a shirt maybe, open collared? I've, I've, I've thrown a few jokes about this before, and I, I'm I'm going to have to do a bit of a bit of a drop here in terms of the Wembley stuff with uh, with Maeve uh, when we went there with Mangotsfield School uh, in the EFL Girls Cup. 
we were there having a bit of a joke and a laugh about uh, do we put suits on? Do we like run down the touchline in suits kind of thing? But no, I'm, I look at myself as more of a head coach. I don't look at myself as a manager. Um, I'm more of a tracksuit kind of person. I'm not, you know, I'm not kind of continental enough to, to be wearing some smart casual clothing on the side. It, it just looks, it would look wrong for me. I, you know, I, I wouldn't look right. Um, so yeah. I reckon I can get away with it, mine's to be fair. <laughs> You do yeah, too much shit. That's it. I think the girls have been straight on a bit of banter straight. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get banter from me. <laughs> if, if you're the kind of head coach, would that make you, Mavis, the kind of director of football? No, not at all. I'm, I'm <laughs> not at all. I, I'm, I'm head of propaganda, I think, to be honest. Call, call it. Um, no, no. I, I, to be fair, when it comes to footballing decisions, it all comes down to Nathan and, and Abby from the development team. Um, you know, I, I voice my opinion on, cer- on certain things. Nine times out of ten, me and Nathan agree on most footballing decisions anyway. Um, and obviously with a lot of stuff off the pitch. Um, that's kind of my forte really, but obviously I value Nathan's opinion as well. So it's a good uh, a good kind of working partnership there, to be fair. It's a typical kind of big man, big man situation, isn't it? It's, you know, I'll be Peter Crouch, you know, you're Jermaine Defoe and it's, it's working. <laughs> I think he was being uh, kind to you there, Mavis. Uh, I'll take that, yeah. We'll, we'll go down that route. <laughs> um, now, what, what's it like being, you know, the captain of the Gas Girls? Um, yeah, it's, to be honest, for me personally, it's nice to, to kind of feel valued as a player and um, kind of, because it's something that I've always tried to push for at other clubs, to be honest. Um just being an older experienced player so when they did ask me it was yeah it did it would get like just did make me feel really good to be honest um so yeah and to be part of it you know the first first Bristol Rivers women team since you know god knows how long um so yeah to, to step into captain yeah I was a uh, I was honored to do it to be honest yeah and and with the um you kind of mentioned it before about being favourites, how do you as a player approach that? I know Nathan's given you the preparation quite thoroughly yeah. by the sounds of it, but there's still, <laughs> you know, it's still on you then once you step out onto the onto the pitch. Yeah, well, um, to be honest, and Nathan probably hears me say this all the time, but I hate complacency. So, you know, I wouldn't expect that from any of the girls. All right, we might be favourites, but we approach the gate every single game the same. Um, and is like Nave said with the badge that we're wearing we have this thing over our heads where people are expecting us to do well and um you know I just want to make sure that the girls yeah don't get complacent and, and think that every game's going to be ours because people and teams want to beat us so um and it's you know sometimes it is just on the day you know what happens on the day but yeah I just make sure the girls know that you know you've got to be up for it and perform the same as if you're playing a lower league club to to you know your your WSL standards. Yeah, are you a kind of a bollocking kind of captain, or are you a lead by example, quite quiet kind of captain? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will tell you that I'm not quiet. No, um, <laughs> I like a moan, but I try and keep it as constructive as possible. And we'll get a you know a foot up the bottom, should we say? Anything to add, lads? No, no, I <laughs> yeah. She's she, she's she's quite loud on the, on the touchline, but yeah, a lot of the time it's it's very positive, and I think it's it's quite motivational. And sometimes when that when it is need to be said, as 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 blunt as it is, I think uh, I think that is always the first one on the on the call for that 
yeah, and rely and on me to, to have an input. <laughs> yeah, and in fairness, like we've got a good relationship with Nat and Libby, the vice captain, and you know we chat quite regularly uh, about certain things that's happening on the club, and if there's any concerns or any problems, they'll come straight to us, and this stuff that we can address or and discuss. So, you know, despite all that, you know there is a good working relationship from uh, from players to the hierarchy anyway. So that that makes it a lot easier. Yep, sounds sounds really good. Um, Natty, what does what's your kind of pre-match routine? Who's who's putting on the tunes in the dressing room? Who's late? I mean, we've already witnessed that you're late. You were late for this interview, <laughs> and, and the lads were absolutely slating you before you got on about it as well. <laughs> Standard. I don't doubt that at all in the slightest. Um, no, um, me personally, I do have a little bit of a routine. I'm a bit superstitious, I think. So, you know, from when I wake up in the morning, I always have my cup of tea and my free biscuits to when I get in the changing room, watching pad goes on first and and second. So, um, yeah, I'm quite um, routine in that respect. So, um, what biscuits tunes, are we talking? Um, it's got to be a chocolate hobnob. Come on. Oh, <laughs> a woman after my own heart. Yes. <laughs> They're the strongest biscuit. It's got to be done. No breaking off in the tea then. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I interrupted you there completely. And no, I was, um, no, I was just saying in terms of tunes, um, controversial. We've got a little different, a lot of different types of um, music genres in the uh, in the change room, should we say. Nathan's is questionable sometimes. So I do end up to, you know, kicking him off the uh, Bluetooth speaker and putting my own, my own tunes on. So Name his biggest <laughs> crimes. Oh, I don't know. I half the ones I don't even know, to be honest. That's how bad they are. <laughs> He's got. I think there's one. I think uh, I might be right in saying this, Nate. But one of your personal favourites is Eiffel sixty five Blue Dabadi. I believe. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's up there for me. Um, it was generally the first CD I had as just like a single. That's why I just just love it. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's better than mine. Mine was Venga Boys. <laughs> Oh wow, this is awful, <laughs> Mavis. Help, help! <laughs> I, I, I think it must have been a Beatles record, mate. I think it was more, much more respectable. Oh God, I fall sixty-five. That's awful. Sorry, Nathan. Um, Mavis, you mentioned um, your hundred percent record. You're top of the top of the table. One win away from the title when the season was cancelled. Is promotion the expectation this season? Yeah, I think it has to be really off, off the back of such a successful season uh, last year. Um, like I said, the girls are tremendous. I mean, especially it's, it's never easy putting a, a new squad together with a lot of girls who haven't played together. But I think um, with that year of experience behind us now um, and we've added more players and I think we've strengthened, uh, then I think, you know, promotion is, is, is the goal for this season. I think... From a long-term point of view, um, you know, we would like to get into the National League, which is Tier 3 and Tier 4 for the Welsh Pyramid, uh, of the Welsh Pyramid, sorry, the uh, Football Pyramid. Um, and that, that's what we're aiming for. I think that's, I believe that we can achieve that. Um, it's going to take a bit of time, obviously, but I think as the club grows and develops, then that's what we're going to be looking to, looking to get to. But, you know, there's no major rush. You know, we just got to do it organic as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, promotion is the expectation this season. Is there the opportunity to kind of skip leagues as if and when teams kind of drop out at higher levels? I, I think it depends on the situation in in those leagues. Uh, if clubs do fold, I mean, we don't want to see any club fold, to be fair. But if the women's 
women's games expanding and there's more teams uh, being affiliated, then leagues will naturally have to get bigger and those slots could potentially open up for us. So, um, you know, it, it just depends on, you know, what the start of every season and of who's affiliated, who hasn't affiliated. Um, and if the opportunity does arrive to what they call double jump, then we will look to take that. Uh, however, it just purely depends on what the uh, local FA and the FA decide to do regarding that. So it's a bit of a wait and see kind of job. But if that option is there for us, we probably will end up looking to do that. And Nathan, if you had any kind of negative feedback from the other teams in the league, you've pretty much just come in and smashed it from day one. That must have put a few noses out of joint. <laughs> I think um, I think behind closed doors, I imagine there's there's kind of negative comments, and I imagine there's there's a, a willingness and a, a desire to to try and prove a point against us. I think I think that's always going to be the case. I think you know, with the badge and the name in that kind of retrospect. I personally, I think I think we go about our business quite humbly. Um, okay, yes, we've got we've got some talent in the in the squad, but I, I don't think we kind of shout about um kind of victories or, or anything too much i think i think we do it kind of as, as tastefully as we can um you know there are always going to be situations where you know, losing sometimes isn't fun and sometimes it's it's, it's especially in, in some games where you you're at a point where you're controlling the game and and you know a certain player hasn't had a touch of the ball for, for five ten minutes and that situation I can I can I can sympathise with with a player if, uh, in that kind of situation, but I think in terms of negativity, from what we know of, no, not really. There's been some banter between between the club and some other clubs, um, but I think I think you know you're going to have that. You know, it's just just it's just a bit of rivalry towards the end of the day. You know, it's, it happens, and and we're you know happy to to have a bit of banter back as well. Um, and I think uh, you know either way, everyone's kind of at the same point, you know, want to do well in the league and, and try and be as, as successful as possible, basically. Uh, I think it's important as well to jump on that, but to remind everyone really that the whole club is uh, run by volunteers. Um, obviously, you know, we've had like, you know, we've heard some things like uh, rumours and stuff about some of the girls getting paid, which is really, really not the case. You know, they, they play subs, um, you know, we're all volunteers. We put a lot of our own time into this. Yeah, the club is affiliated to the community trust, but, you know, we spend a lot of our time making sure that, you know, the club is headed in the right direction, the girls are prepared, and we just want to give them the best experience that we possibly can. And I think, we've, you know, our fantastic volunteer staff base, really, of people who, who just feel passionate about either the club or women's football in general because they can see where it's going and it's only going to go in one direction so um, I think it's it's important that people are aware of that and you know it's not part of our jobs if that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah, certainly if it, if it was being paid I, I want to know where my wage slip is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the Christmas party <laughs> <laughs> That segues nicely on, actually, um, to talking about, you know, there are a lot of uh, organisations, obviously, the, support, uh, the um, Community Trust support you, so the Supporters Club, Bristol 24-7, Cross Sword, Clothing, amongst others. I haven't mentioned everyone. Um, how much does that support mean to you? Uh, yeah, it's huge, absolutely huge. I mean, um, the, the Supporters Club have been fantastic from day one. Um, I've got a fantastic relationship with uh, David Thomas, 
who is on the um, committee at uh, the supporters club and he comes to virtually all of our games. He's my kind of go-to contact with the supporters club and he's so happy about what he's seeing with the women's team and he's such a massive supporter. And then when we went to them regarding um, uh, sponsorship package for the next, uh, this season and the whole committee unanimously agreed um, you know, to, to don- donate that money to the club. Um, and with that, we've been able to expand our free football sessions for girls. Our education programme with the Community Trust is, well, the amount of people we've, the amount of girls we've got signing up now is just the biggest we've ever had. Um, and yeah, it, it's just making things so much better and easier for us. And um, so about the support of them, uh, Bristol 24-7, Emma Martin there, he's been helping us with some media coverage and, um, and, and not all of the kind of partners that we have uh, are helping us financially. They're helping us in different ways. And we're, we're, we're helping them. Uh, Joe and Les from Crosswords, they come to a lot of our games as well. Big supporters. Um, they're helping us out with some, hopefully some merch range for young girls this coming season. So, you know, it, it's really exciting and they're really buying into it. Uh, I am contractually obliged to say at this point that uh, Gascast have sponsored Jamie Lee Warlock for the season. Um, Natty, I'm afraid we couldn't afford you. You were premium price and <laughs> we're on a very tight budget. That's all right. <laughs> um, that's sort of kind of just mentioned on the back of um, obviously the sponsorship as well. Um, you know, the girls actually, we actively go out and, you know, get our own sponsors as well. So, as a player sponsor, so um, obviously shout out to mine. Mine's, um, you know, HBAR Bookkeeping and then Oven and Cleaning Services. Both obviously sponsored me for the season. Um, and a lot of the girls, if they can, they will get their own player sponsorships as well. So, you know, it's not just funding from the, you know, the supporters club and things like that. The girls are actively doing their own kind of sponsorships and stuff as well. So I know Jamie Lee was uh, more than happy to get to get her sponsorship so <laughs> she's um, a diehard Rovers fan so yeah absolute gas head through and through so that's uh yeah incredible that's pretty much what we went cutting her half she's blue and white <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly um who is best to get in touch to if you wanted to if anyone listening wanted to uh sponsor one of the girls uh probably uh, best to contact me really and I can forward yeah. any um anything over to to the players that are looking for stuff. So if you can contact me uh, at media at bristolroverscommunity.org.uk and yeah, I can basically uh, point you in the right direction of one of the girls, huh? Sorted, lovely stuff. Um, Mavis, can you tell us a bit more about the ethos of the club? Um, I was a big fan of seeing the rainbow flag at the match on Sunday um, and I was also seeing a sticker do the rounds on Twitter that simply states, no place for homophobia, sexism, racism, and fascism. Yeah, of course. Um, this is something that I'm quite passionate about. I know that um, Adam Sutton, who's the community trust CEO and the chairman of the club, you know, we, we, and to be fair, I think everybody is fully, you know, supportive of those kind of ideal, uh, ideals, really. Um, it's, well, I think when we started the club, it was all focused on getting the teams uh, kind of up and running, but I think myself, Nathan and Adam realised early on that, you know, we have the potential to try and, you know, make the club re- and really promote the values of the club and, and push that out into the community. And I think some people may say that it's, you know, it's a political stance, but I think why, why should racism, sexism be political? 
be honest, you know, it shouldn't be. It should just be a human default setting. So that's something that we're really going to be pushing as a club going forward. Uh, we've got a really exciting partnership that we're going to be announcing in the next week or so um, with another kind of charity organisation, um, which is kind of related to our kind of ethos. And, that, and that's kind of the thing we're going to be going, the route we're going down as a club that you hopefully you'll see for years to come. So, um, you know, a big influence of mine, uh, I think we've discussed it before, mate, about clubs like Sao Pauli in Hamburg, you know, everything they stand for is exactly my personal values and I think it should be in general. So if we can get that kind of influence to, uh, you know, the women's football community in Bristol and people like yourselves have got uh, views and, and values like that, then we can build a community of people that can really promote something good. So that that's that's something where I'm really passionate about, and you know we we will be pushing that quite a lot. Yeah, and it's something that the community trust have done as well. I, I remember going to the mem for the um, uh, diversity in football talk, uh, and that was yeah absolutely amazing. So yeah, hundred percent behind you on that one, um, Nathan. The game on Sunday was in the WFA Cup. Uh, how many rounds until you can knock out someone like Arsenal ladies? I mean, it was a very strong performance Sunday, to be fair. And I think, you know, one thing that we always do is is, is highlight kind of pinnacles of performance. Uh, and I think I think we, we played really well. Um, I think if we got there, <laughs> we've done really, really well and we've definitely exceeded expectations. Um, uh, in terms of like actual targeting, um, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of hoping for, for first round qualifying. But uh, for us to play the likes of, of Arsenal or... or if, dare we say it, the, the other team down the road, um, you know, in a, in a, in a massive derby. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a few. It's, it's, it, we've got to get to round four. Um, so it's, it's going to be a long old road and on that kind of point. So, you know, on Sunday was the extra prelim. We've got the prelim first round qualifying, second round qualifying, and then first, second, third round before we've been kind of dreaming of that. Um, and, you know, if that happened, I think, I think, um, well, I don't think I, I know I'd be over the moon. I'd definitely be chuffed. Um, as an occasion, that would be amazing. But uh, yeah, it's, I, at this moment in time, yeah, we'll, we'll take it as a, as a step as we go and you know, hope that we we come through the uh, the game at Chip and Sobbery, uh, on the twentieth and kind of really build from there and and look to kind of go from strength to strength. I think if we can build on the performance we had at, at Bristol and West um, Sunday. Then I, I don't I don't see any any reason why we can't. Uh, hopefully the momentum kind of see us through to, to at least our target and, and and beyond. If you did get a game against the big boys, would that be an occasion occasion for a suit? I'm sorry. <laughs> if if you did get round to to play in one of the big teams, would it be a suit occasion or would you stick with the track suit like a I, I, kind of thing? Probably. Uh, oh, well, it's a tough question. I think um, I'd take the stick. Uh, and I'd, I'd think about it, uh, but I'd be wearing a tracksuit throughout the game. If I was to arrive in a shirt and tie, I feel like the occasion, it, it, that's fine. But uh, yeah, it, 100%, doesn't matter, doesn't matter the occasion. Very much that kind of situation of, if I'm in that kind of point, we are wearing tracksuits. Doesn't matter who's on the side, whether it's Mavis or, or you know any of the coaches, um, you know, the only person that would be able to get away with would be would be Mavis or or, or Tuts really in that kind of forefront because of uh, because of, because of their uh, title within within everything here. So 
um that would be acceptable I feel like I'd just get battered by the girls to be honest <laughs> of course you will yeah <laughs> yeah do you want to uh, go in there Natty yeah, I was just saying he would definitely get banned so he knows he'd get stick. He'd be like, What are you wearing, mate? Take it off. <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd run very well in the warm ups. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't feel like I'd slip over a few times as well, wouldn't I? So um yeah, I, I feel like uh, I'll stick I'll stick with the tracksuit and uh, and boots instead of the uh, the suede loafers and <laughs> some shirt and tie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. Um Mavis, if if the girls were to get to like I don't know like the later later rounds of the wfa cup would there be a possibility of playing those games at the mem uh, i think um there have been kind of like discussions really and I, i'm pretty sure that the, the club would, would like to have that and i think it's just it has to be the right occasion really because obviously it costs money to um open up any stadium um so it needs to be the right thing but obviously the situation we're in now with covid I mean, that's, that's very unlikely to happen, really. Uh, I think it needs to be an occasion where fans can come in. I think it needs to be a celebration of what it is we're about and what we do and a celebration of the game. So um, I don't think it'd be anything in the near future, uh, sadly, but um, it, it could be something that happens. Um, we just got to wait and see, really. But I mean, we're in no major rush to um, look into that. I think it's just it's, it's a monitoring situation, really, I think. Yeah, I mean, the Stadio Dalles is really nice, really nice uh, 4G pitch and that. Um, is there a, oh, I mean, is the long-term plan to stay there or you, do you think you might get some space at the Colony like later down the line? I think for us at the moment, we've got we've got an excellent relationship with uh, Lockley Sports Centre who are um, uh, partners of the club and the community trust as well. And there are some, you know, some really exciting plans development plans for the community trust to be based there um, on a full-time basis um, so there's a there's a big long-term plan there obviously because the women's team is under the bracket of the community trust that's probably where we would be based for quite a while um, but again you know it could be opportunities uh, when the colony gets uh, built where you may get the odd game or training but I, I think at the moment from from a club point of view I think it's just making sure that the first team and the academy are settled there first before sort of any discussions uh, happen about uh, getting the girls up there but um, but again we get a lot of support um, from the club not from a financial point of view but we get a lot of support from the directors you know really big fans of what we and what we're doing um, so yeah it, it could be something that happens in the future but it's one of those again watch this space really and Nathan, for people who wanted to come and watch um, watch the girls, how would one do that? Uh, your best bet is to either uh, check out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, all the details are always posted up. Uh, well ahead of schedule. Um, you know, going to plug him again. He's, he he gets too much praise from me to be fair, Maeve, but his, his social media is, is second to none. Um, and, and in terms of the advertisement, you know, it's really, really well done. Um, and so that's, that's your best bet. Um, failing that, you can always call the, the, the Bristol Rose Community Trust office and um, most likely situation, Mavis will, will pick up um, number off by heart. I can't, I can't give you, unfortunately, but, uh, but if you, if you Google Bristol Rose Community Trust, you'll, you'll be able to see, uh, uh, contact details on there, um, and like like I've said, um, you know, if you uh, if you email info at bristolrovers um somebody's at the end of the line, 
ready to answer any questions that you may have, whether it's community trust related, women's team related. Um, that's that's your best bet, really. Yeah, and what does the what does like an average home crowd look like at at Lawton Lees compared to say the men? It's uh, different, as you can imagine. Um, obviously, uh, obviously, the men usually packed to the rafters, especially down in in the Thatcher's end. Um, with a lot of screaming gas heads, I think it's a bit it's a bit different in terms of obviously we don't have stands and um, we have a we have the balcony which is usually packed out um, in terms of an average number you know pretty sure between kind of 100 120 we had last season that was that was their uh, home game um, you know it's brilliant to see especially because you know as as a as a newly formed club effectively um, having everyone behind us and supporting us has, has really kind of helped lift match days um i think that kind of next step for us is trying to making sure that we can find a way to get get more people in there obviously new covid guidelines coming in and and, and everything it might kind of stumble with that a little bit but um hopefully soon we'll be at a point where we'll kind of be able to pack uh lock leads to the rafters yeah hopefully i mean yeah we don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> next with all the the covid stuff and i don't think we should dwell on, dwell on it yeah, I, I think I think for us, I mean, obviously, like the, the the kind of match day experience is is the kind of next thing. Well, one of the things I'm looking at now on how we can make it a bit more engaging because I mean, Lockleys is a great facility. It's better than a lot of the a lot of places we end up playing. Um, so it's just utilizing that place as best as possible. And we've had a lot of young girls uh, and their parents bring the um, bringing their young daughters or whatever it may be. Uh, into the changing rooms to meet the girls and stuff, and it's it's done. You know, we're starting to get a younger fan base now, um, slowly but surely. So, yeah, it's a good start. It's a, but we've got a lot of work to do. Well, that's just that's just women's football in general, isn't it? But we've got a bit of work to do. But we'll get there. I think we'll get there. I think that's about all that we've got time for today. Um, thank you guys for coming on um it's been a pleasure and thank you gas heads for listening uh, all that's left for me to say is up the gas girls <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>